well, we could have started on time, but Cody and I were having an in-depth conversation without you. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to neglect you. Uh, we're happy you're here. Welcome to another Realities May Vary. And uh, by realities, I mean, again, the lineup is uh, varied. It is uh, Cody is here. Wow. You look, you're all jazzed up. You're That's just me. pantomiming tonight. Is that your thing? You're just going to do the, the crazy uh, disco stew moves? Give a little uh, bonus to the viewer on wow, top of the that's list. true you know that's true if you listen if you watch this on youtube and facebook as we do it live mm -hmm. um you get a little you get some visual fun i got rid of the green screen this week we're back to uh back to the i didn't get rid of the green screen it's just uh you know now you get to see the office which kind of looks like it could be a green screen you know, the, who, the green, who knows the green screen which none of us commented on no nobody did it's like hmm brian's in the belly of shrek What's going on there? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares, really? It didn't matter. Uh, did you have a good week? What's going on with you? What, uh, what big? I was thinking of you yesterday uh, uh -oh. as I was cutting the grass, and I used my cool lawn bag shoot that I was trying to get you to uh, to convince you to get last week. Uh, it is, uh, oh, man, lifesaver. Did you do anything fun? Did you go anywhere? Did you have a party? Did, you, uh, did your son do anything? Did he uh, learn to code? He's almost a year old. What's he doing? Just laying sure. around? Sure. He and him, I don't know. He's crawling around a lot. I did have a party. Uh, big really? news at the big news at the golf household. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I alluded it. Uh, it I alluded to it. You did. You said you asked, but you asked last week if I was free on Saturday. And I knew you had a show. Which how did I it did go? Have a show. Oh, it was fantastic as always. I uh, I was accused by my producer of being feisty in the second hour because uh, I wasn't going to put up with any disinformation. Some uh, some cranky caller called in, and uh, he's one of those guys. You know, he, well, you're a, you're a, you were a producer for a long time, so you're used to this. They call and you answer the phone. You go, oh, what do you want to talk to Brian about? And they tell you something, and then they get on the air, and it's completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. And this is one of these. This was one of these old men who was going to filibuster. He was not going to let me get a word in edgewise because he started up about uh, you know. I, I forget. It was something we were talking about, the, the no mask thing and the CDC guidelines and the vaccine and all this stuff, which I know is a hot button issue with some people. And we we got into it here last week. Mm -hmm. So we won't we won't rehash all that. But I was basically uh, I, I forget what the time, why we started, why what I was exactly talking about at this particular point. But he was like, yeah, I'm not going to get it. Uh, I got to, the government's got to keep their hands off my body and this vaccine wasn't tested and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's it. Dump this guy. Um, and you know, I rarely dump people, but I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and let people spread disinformation, especially when, um, especially when they're not going to have a conversation. This guy had an agenda. He was just going to go and uh, say whatever he wanted. And so that was it. So my and then I, I went off on something else. There was some a lot of stupid, a lot of stupidity last week that I just felt the need to address. And uh, so as I did address it, my producer Evan was like, "Boy, you're feeling a little feisty uh, this week." And I said, "No, well, I didn't. I didn't come into the show feisty. I came into the show in a great mood. I just as I went back over the things that I had decided I was going to talk about, I was getting worked up." Almost as worked up as I'm getting now because Cody uh, has disappeared. Uh, he's he's back. Here we go. What happened to you? Where'd you go? I don't know, man. Your VPN like, kicked in. That didn't work. Oh, uh, yep, there it is. I literally just reauthenticated like <laughs> an hour ago. It doesn't matter. 
But you, uh, so you got rid of the guy and then got what? rid of the guy. And then I forget, I was just telling everybody that, excuse me, that there was a, just a, a lot of stories that were very stupid that, uh, just had me worked up. Let me say, I've got my, got my rundown here. As you can imagine, Cody, I still keep all my rundowns on legal pads. Uh, I have every legal pad that I've ever, or every sheet that I've ever done. I was talking about, um, uh, Target stopping selling uh, trading cards, Pokemon cards, and sports cards because uh, people were doing it. Talking about the uh, Starbucks customer, the uh, the guy who ordered that 13-item thing that went viral a couple weeks ago. Well, he came out and it identified himself the other day. And then he was saying that, you know, I would, I would keep ordering those drinks again. So as you can imagine, I went off on him a little bit. Um, oh, I was talking the, – the guy called because I was talking about people who – didn't want to stop wearing masks yet. And he was not having any of that. So I was all, I was revved up. But I, as I said to uh, my producer, Evan up there, I came into the show in a great mood. It's just, as I go back along things that I've decided to talk about, I get a little, uh, sometimes I get a little antsy. I get a little peeved. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, was, I don't understand what was so, why would he like, you just dumped the call. Right. And then you just say that everything he said was crap. And then you just moved on. Yeah, I mean, I well, I did. I might have thrown in the uh, mocking his keep your hands off my uh, government, keep your hands off my body. I said, yeah, unless you're a woman, and then you can tell us all about uh, our health care needs. So I threw that in a little bit. And um, then I went off on him. And I, and I was just like, you know, or, and then my producer out there was like, yeah, I, I figured you'd just uh, go off on him. He goes, but you kind of just did. So I guess you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I'm not going to, this guy was not going to have a conversation. This mm -hmm. guy had an agenda and you've, you've taken calls from those people a lot. Mm -hmm. Like the one guy who showed up in the lobby. Yeah. There's yeah. No, that's, it's a thing that people do. It's a thing people do. Yeah. Usually uh, I would get a funny look for me from you or a very not funny look whatsoever. And then during the, I would have to wait for the break. And then I'd just be like, dude, that's not. That's not the show that I heard. It's not the show. The pre-show that I heard is different than the show that happens. So, uh, you know, it is. And unfortunately the producers take the heat for that at first, because I'm like, and, and I think every host is the same. It's like, why are you putting this guy out? What are you trying to do to me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Christine and Cindy, uh, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, or they, I appreciate the comments about sat sat Saturday show. They were listening and Christine said, I didn't take any crap. I don't Christine. I don't, I don't have time for that. Cody, you know me. I, I'm too old and crotchety. I don't take it easy. I got no time for that. Ain't nobody like got time for that, as the woman in the viral video once said. That is what the woman in the viral video once said. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like misinformation. If somebody says something wrong, I'm going to correct it. So No, especially with this. I'm not going to do it. So anyway, so what, what, what kind of party did you have? Did you have a big toga party? Was it a Roman orgy? What did you have? Set a barbecue. Set a barbecue. Oh, uh -huh. um, so, nice. Uh, I took the day off Friday actually to Ooh. get get our house in order because <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't mown the back lawn all year. Uh, yeah, the best. So my you know I've got it's an late May. It's time to do that. It is. Well, I've got an electric mower right. And before uh, in the before uh, before winter, I only had one battery, and that was enough to do either the front or the back. So last <laughs> time I mowed the lawn in August, October or something. Uh, last time I mowed, I mowed the front. Brought it into charge. Just didn't get around to the back. So it was already a little, you know, it, was, it wasn't bad, but it was like a week of, week or two of growth, let's say. And uh, same thing happened two weeks ago. First time I mowed for the season, mowed the front. And uh, and at that point, I 
I knew the back would take more than one charge because okay. at that point, the grass was already extra long. And now it's a pretty point, big backyard, to be honest. Big backyard, yeah. And I, I do have an extra battery now. So, like, now I could probably do, you know, on one charge, the I could probably do the front and the back if I go pretty quick uh, on one charge. But, yeah, it wasn't anyway. So, I mowed, like, a foot of grass oh, uh, Friday. I got a string trimmer. I never used one of those. Have you Ooh, used one? Yeah, I've got, I told you, I've got a beautiful battery-operated one. I love it. Freaking weird. They're weird. It's a rope. It's just a rope that yeah, it's spins. It's like a fishing line. It's like plastic fishing line. It spins really fast, and it cuts down everything in its path. It's brutal, It'll throw dude. rocks, too. Be careful. Uh, yeah. It, dude, it's, no, it's good. I mean, my, my yard looks legit. I mean, ev everyone give me a compliment. Yeah, so I'm cleaning the house all day Friday, Saturday, getting the, in the yard ready and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I this this is our big. It's just it wasn't it wasn't our housewarming party because on one hand it's like, well, yeah, it's the housewarming party, but I didn't invite everyone I knew, right? Because there still was this was before the mask mandate. Remember that happened Monday, right? That happened right. yesterday, I think. So, yeah. must have been yesterday. Um, because, yeah, because it wasn't Saturday. So Saturday, pre-Saturday, I'm planning this. And it's like, well, I can't invite like 30 to 40 people that I know. Because right. CDC won't tell me what a small or a medium gathering is. We're exactly. just going to guess. But I'm guessing 30 to 40 is maybe cutting it into the medium area there, right? Yeah, I think I think that's a good guess. That would be a so, fair estimate. Right. So I'm like, all right, so I'll pick a handful of friend groups and I'll have like a couple of housewarming parties. And so this was there like housewarming go. party part one. So, yeah. you know, once Craig's moved in, it'll be great. So you and Craig will be part two, okay. whatever cohort that is, right? <laughs> uh, so, well, I like so, that we're part of a cohort. That makes us sound so formal and educated. You know, and there's actually people who came Saturday that I wanted to wait till later in the summer to invite because I want more stuff done to the house because I'm always doing stuff to the house. Sure. Right. So I'm excited that you and Craig are coming to the next one because then mm -hmm. I'll have more of my stuff together. So, um, but there were a couple of people that are like moving out of town or they're, they're traveling a lot. So I'm just like, oh, I got to have them. They won't be able to see my finished product, but Ugh, it's a nice. house. You never get to the finished product, no. right? No, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think you ever do And Quite frankly, at this point, people are so happy to see their friends again. Uh, they weren't going to critique your house in the first place because they're your friends. And mm -hmm. secondly, they're not, they're just so happy to be out. It's like, oh, we're out. It's so much fun. I will say it was joyous. I can only I mean, imagine. Like it really like, uh, and I, I put, I, I think I mentioned this. I might've mentioned this to, I don't know if it was on or off the air, but I, I created a little, uh, a little event description and I sent it to the people I invited. And it was like, my wife made fun of me because it, it was like six paragraphs explaining how we're going to be safe. <laughs> oh God. And uh, she looked at it. She's like, you didn't even mention we have beer. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. No, but like, if you're going to a party, you want to know, like, well, how many people are going? Are people vaccinated? Is it safe? Do I wear a mask? Yeah. Is there touching? Like, there are a lot of questions that sure. that are that are not automatically assumed anymore. So I just addressed them, and I think I think I did a good job. You know, I was like, hey, look, I'm inviting a bunch of people. Everyone's got vaccines. CDC says as long as everyone or almost everyone is vaccinated, because they'll allow they did do allow on their uh, on their thing. Yeah. They say well, now, I mean, now it's, and it's so funny that we had these big arguments about this last week and now <laughs> everything has changed. Um, it's basically, if you're vaccinated, 
you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's the people who aren't vaccinated that have to worry about it because now they're even saying that even if, you know, say you're vaccinated and you still have it, the chances that you can even spread it are, are so minimal. So mm -hmm. basically it's a get out of jail free card, even though, you know, I'm still all for places saying, Hey, you got to wear a mask in our establishment. Cool. I'm good with that. You know, um, I'm not going to be Ricky Schroeder, start screaming at people. But yeah, I mean, now at this point, I don't know. I mean, I'm Debbie is still not let's eat inside yet. I don't think she's hmm. edging a little closer, but now like outdoor stuff, forget about except Lollapalooza. I'm not going to go stand with a hundred thousand people. At Lollapalooza. You wouldn't have done that anyway. Correct. So I'm <laughs> fair, but I can use now I can now it's not that I don't know any of the bands. Now it's listen, it's not uh, COVID safe uh, for me as a guy with, I know people with the uh, underlying conditions. I could use all that and all those excuses, but you also still don't know any of the bands. I have it. Well, the, the, to be fair to me, the lineup <laughs> comes out tomorrow. Oh, does it? Yes. So I may know two bands. If we were setting it over, if we were in Vegas and we set the line at four, um, where I would have to, where I would have to name a song from four bands, I would probably bet the under. Hmm. Well, I'm sure they'll announce either flogging Molly or dropkick Murphys. They okay, always do. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot They're of bands Irish. still a lot of a lot of bands still canceling their stuff mm. for the summer. You know, dude. Today, Guns N' Roses announced they are gonna play a summer fest. Ooh, yeah, really in Milwaukee? Yeah, closing wow. weekend. Closing weekend. Yeah, that's yeah, that's new because the crew. Motley Crue is canceling their 2021 tour. Mm. So maybe GNR is going to pick up their pick it up the slack. I haven't heard about GNR and Wrigley Field in July. Still got tickets. Mm. They better tell me soon if I got to cancel cuz I'm waiting. I'm waiting. What's yeah. the date? Uh like uh second or third week in July. Okay, good. But but I'm I you know, I got to take time off work and I'm waiting to see because I don't want to request three days off. Because I'm gonna request like half a week off. But that what's on a Wednesday? You go to one concert. Well, it's on a Wednesday. I don't want to work. Oh, okay. Ten hours Wednesday and then go to a concert. They'll be tired. No, so you got to take Wednesday and Thursday off. Exactly. Then who goes Thursday. back to work on a Friday? Exactly. Yeah. So, Boom, I got gotcha. you. And I got some extra time off anyway because I still got a couple paternity leave days that rolled over. So I take <laughs> it for a whole week. Why not? Anyway. All right. So Pretty what? So your party? You had beer at the party. You told everybody they were going to be safe. Did you cook on that big, uh, big giant grill you bought last year? Oh my God. I cooked on my Weber grill after Friday, spending three hours cleaning it because I had never cleaned my grill. Um, now I'd used the wire brush on the, on the, sure. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not a total, you know, noob, but, uh, dude, every, every, Every time I fired it up the last three times, there ended up being a big fire. Just grease really? on everything. Just grease on everything. What are you cooking in there? I, dude, I don't Just know. bacon? I don't know. It was, it was rough. It was rough. So, um, yeah, um, I did I did grill, but I, I had to do a deep clean, and that was pretty intense. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, no, and I told everybody in the event invite, I'm like, hey, look, I'm not going to wear masks. I'm not requiring masks. If you want to wear a mask, go for it. All good. All you yeah. do whatever feels comfortable. And no one wore a mask and it was great. But it was just like, like everyone gave me a hug when they got to my place. You yeah. know, it, it wasn't like, oh, what do we do? You know, it was just like, I'm so happy to see you. 
we're vaccinated, we're safe. I want to touch you. It's going to be great. And everybody hugs. Yeah, and and, was, I mean, those kind of hugs are usually pretty brief. You're not, you know, you're not hugging and longingly looking at each other's faces and droplets are flying out. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe you are. I don't know. Well, I kiss everybody that can with tongue. I kiss everybody really? with tongue. Yeah. Everybody that can. Guys, girls. Very European. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was very European. It was a French barbecue. I barbecued croissants. Uh, mm. Montesquieu was actually the co-host. Really? The wow. That yeah. I'm sorry I missed it. Well, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to whatever happens in the cohort that I am invited to. Well, that's why you weren't invited. What to are this we going to have sushi and then Emperor Finojito is going to uh, going to be there? Oh, that would be good. And then the whole the whole party gets canceled. Everything's awful. <laughs> now, did you go? Did you go canned and bottled beer, or did you go a keg? Not can I've never done a I've never had a keg at a party. You, You've never uh, had guess, a keg at a party. No, I guess I could. No, no, I just stocked my beer fridge, which I gotta get we gotta settle down with the beer fridge. Uh well, I like happened. I like it being fully stocked at all times, but we had okay. too many options. Oh, that's problematic. You know, we had a we had a variety of pack of um my wife got a variety pack of I don't even know something. So you know it's uh four different beers, three bottles mm -hmm. each, fifteen pack of shock top. Shock top, highly popular. I wouldn't really? have thought. Shock, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought shock top. It's, it, it, I don't think of shock top when I go. I don't. I, think, I don't either. I haven't right. had it in ages. It's great, really good, okay. really good Belgium white. Uh, Did you get any of your crazy, uh, your crazy natty, uh, natty bunco beer or whatever it is? I had a drawer full of Natterday. <laughs> That's been there since last summer. It doesn't age very well, by the way. All right, good to know. For those of you who might be thinking of investing in a half barrel of Natterday and oh, saving man. it. You know, the new necessity at parties is you got to have LaCroix. Really? It's a thing. It's legit a thing because sometimes people don't drink and there is a 100% well, chance they drink LaCroix. 100% chance. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to have a certain flavor? Uh, I think the pumper, pamper, grand kernickel pimper pooper is uh the popular one wow that sounds like a bad bread starter and yet yeasty really mm. that does not surprise me that does not surprise me is that the way it's the yellow one. it's like the yellow one that's not I, a real flavor i don't drink you know what happens when i want to drink water i just drink water I drink water i drink water straight mm. up american water no bubbles no mm -hmm. fizz no can no nothing I don't, I just, uh, you know, maybe a bottle of water, but it's flat and mm -hmm. not, you normally not chilled. Just yeah. Warm, flat water. That's, that's what I enjoy. I'm the same as you, dude. I, I don't do sparkling water. What are you, what are you water. drinking there? You got something fancy there. Oh, yeah, I just got a 312. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody loves a good goose 312. Yeah. You know, it's but you know, classic. Everyone loves a Croy. I'm telling you, if you're watching right. or listening to this, if you have a party this summer, in addition to the beer run, get a couple 12 packs of LaCroix. The other thing is, if people haven't partied in a while, they're lightweights, maybe they're not quite used to having so much beer. After a couple, if they start to feel it, then they can grab a LaCroix and pound that, and then they got something to drink. It's You got to have LaCroix. I'm, Did you I, have to have any of those hard seltzers? Do you have any White Claw? Was there you know, law at your party? Some people brought White Claw. We had some off-brand White Claw that we bought like when we moved into the house, but no one drank it. So, but Okay, people, good. Yeah, people had some white claws. All right. Listen, I don't know. How'd you do this? Is the biggest, this is the biggest problem. And I'm running into this now because I have been uh, tasked with beer for an event later in the summer. 
trying to figure out how much to get. You know, uh, we used to when we used to have parties. A lot of times we would get a keg, and normally that keg was drained because wow. every well, we, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of issues in the family and friends. <laughs> we all had, you know, we, as as uh, as my mom used to tell us, it's in the genes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then, you know, people grew up and had kids and they weren't drinking as much. So the kegs were not, kegs were not purchased for parties, but then you're always worried, uh, you know, about running out, but then you like with a keg, if you didn't drink it all, then I, it felt like a waste because mm-hmm. then you're either returning a, a keg that's a quarter full or you got to just pour it out or you're trying to drink a ton over the next couple of days. Cause you, I don't want to waste it. So yeah, I don't I don't know what to do. I, it's it's always it's always troublesome for a party because you don't want to run out and you don't. Because some people will br- like a small house party. Some people will bring beer anyway, you know, just as a hey, I brought some beer to your barbecue, which is a cool thing to do. We told people specifically in the invite we're gonna have a ton of beer and burgers and broads and buns. Bring side dishes and desserts. Oh, nice. Okay. People were excellent about it. People brought uh, salads. Uh, one of my friends brought this delicious cauliflower salad that was ca- cauliflower and uh, and garbanzo beans or something. It was so good. Uh, my wife that got the recipe. Good. It was great, dude. Uh, somebody brought Greek salad. Somebody baked some like strawberry shortcake. It was good. So nice. for, for 50, we expected between 15 and 20 people, depending okay. on like, plus ones. But yeah, yeah. 15, 20 people. Uh, we had 80 nice. beers. Okay. So we figure four per person. That's fine. Yeah, well, the next bring. cohort, you might want to up the ante a little bit. I, we we still had some left over because a couple people brought I'm a little kidding. bit. But I think yeah, I think four per person, four beers per person. Put in the All chat right. how many beers per person you think that there should be. And then remember who's coming to the party. Uh, <laughs> but no, if I when when our cohort comes, we got to have I got a, a couple of those uh, bourbon counties I got to bring. And but anyway, it's. That sounds like fun, and everybody had a good time. Did it rage late into the night, or now that you're getting older and you have a child and your friends are older, did it uh, did it stop? Were there board games? Did anybody put on a cloak? Uh, I can only imagine what your neighbors thought when you had a big lightsaber fight in the backyard. The lightsaber fight was pretty key. Now, people stayed surprisingly late. You know, we, we started around 5 uh, five or 6, because we're out, okay. and a lot of people came from the city. Not of all of them have cars. I didn't know how they'd even get here. I'm just like, well, start, <laughs> start five or six, and, you know, you stay a few hours, you can leave nine or 10 and you get home if you did. People stay till probably 10, 30, 11, I'd say. Well, that's nice. Pretty good. That's yeah. Good, that's a good time. It's not too late, but it's not, we have to get up in the morning. So I'm going to leave at 845. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, all, I Very cannot tight. wait to have you out here uh, and have more people. Like it, it was a nice test. You that's know, a like, good. That's a good amount, though. That's not an unwieldy amount, but it's not. It's not uh, too small. Where if you know, if there's some people who don't want to talk, all of a sudden it's a weird thing. That's a that's a nice size group that you had there. Gene says we should cook our cook shrimp in the left in the leftover beer. It's oh. yummy. I think shrimp in anything is yummy, and I think beer is yummy. So the combination of the two seemed fantastic to me. Apparently, in the New Belgium variety pack we got, there was a watermelon beer. Ooh, uh, I would not recommend. No, no. I like New Belgium, but mm-mm. okay. Mm-mm. I'm finding as I'm looking at different breweries because this Saturday we're gonna we're gonna hit a brew. We didn't go. Molly Molly chided us. Um, you go to breweries every weekend, and we really don't. Last weekend we didn't go to a brewery. Um, but we were gonna meet. We might go this weekend 
And I'm seeing everybody coming out with a, a lot of gozes and mm. a lot of uh, like blue. When Summerlee came out a few years ago, they were really the only raspberry beer. Now everybody's got raspberry beer. I saw one the other day. What are those uh, blue, like sour patch? Uh, I saw somebody make it a blue sour beer. Uh, there's Korea. I'm like, as I'm looking at some of the menus, I'm like, I'm I'm fairly adventurous, and I will try a lot of things, but I also know certain styles I don't like. And it's like, oh my god, everybody's lost their mind. They're just they're going crazy. It is uh, Illinois Craft Beer Week. I don't know if you know that, Cody. I did not. How do you not know that? Come on, it's Illinois Craft touch. Beer Week. Big oh, big scandal rocking the craft beer industry. An article came out about all the sexism and uh, mistreatment of women in the craft beer industry, and it's striking a chord among the Chicago uh, women in beer, which it should. Um, so it's, yeah. So, oh, man. Across the nation, big trouble. Big what, trouble for misogynistic asshats who are in brewing. Were specific breweries called out? Because I remember like the head brewer at Goose or the head recipe person for the proprietor's blend was a woman. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, she came up with she came, uh one of the brewers who came up with proprietors this year and another uh one this year. There's a yeah. there's a lot of women in brewing. Whether really it's manufacturing or running the breweries or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's a shame that they're still having to go through this. And a lot of it is not only, you know, men in the industry, but male customers as well. Who don't a little lady doesn't know much about beer, does she? Why don't you Why don't you go find me a feller uh, to talk to? He can tell me about a juicy IPA. I don't want to listen to a dame. Stupid. Lame people. It lame. is lame. It's completely lame. So all, that's a lot going on there. But yeah, it's Illinois Craft Beer Week. So uh, I will uh, go somewhere and have some Illinois Craft Beer this weekend. Nice. Uh, I think we're going to try. I'm looking for a lot of places now with the big beer gardens opening up. Well, wait. So what were you chastised for? Oh, because Molly said we go to breweries every weekend. Oh, that that was the the, that was the chest. Yeah. And I'm like, so what? You know, so what? We we go once, you know, if we go one day on a weekend for a couple hours, have a couple beers. So what? You know, not like not like we're, uh, you know getting hammered and you know driving around and doing stupid stuff that's what we like to do it's nice to sit outside and have a beer and try a new place mm -hmm. and try a new place with with uh that has food and and you know make a little afternoon of it okay speaking of uh beer uh yeah to, uh to light up this week to toke it no nope, not yet no not fast yet lifts all right we need we need no. an update at the start of every episode near the right. start of every episode MJ i brought it up Watt. again i brought it up, up again to the wife tonight because I was in the refrigerator getting a battery, and I found, I found this salted caramel edible that I think's been in there since Thanksgiving. Um, and I said, "Hey, we should do this edible." And she said, "What? What edible?" I go, "This salted caramel edible." Oh no, I don't know. So, I the more game I see, the more game I become, the less Debbie wants to do it, mm, and she's the one mm -hmm. who brought it up. So I don't know. Like at first she wasn't going to do it because she thought I'd laugh at her and give her a hard time. Now it seems she doesn't want to do it because all of a sudden, you know, I want to fire up some Bob Marley and get a spliff rolling, you know, just chillax. Yeah. Spliff so I, yeah. So I don't know what's, I will keep you updated every week. We'll have the, we'll have the marijuana update. 
the MJ update. I got to uh, I got to plug in my battery, so I got to bend down Uh-oh. for a second. But I'm still here. It's just you know. under this. What kind of battery do you have to plug in? This is interesting. All my all my stuff here runs on electricity because I'm not Amish. Uh, I'm also you know trying to stay attuned to the 22nd century. So everything there. You both both your sound is breaking up. Cindy, what? How can that possibly be? How can that possibly be? Well, I don't know. It sounds left the the thing, and also where my fan- video go? I, wow, you're gone completely. All I'm I right see here. is a. I see a bullet hole with a CG in it. Yeah, me too. Wait, can you see? You can see me, or you can. Uh, I can hear you, but I can't see you. How about now that? I, I didn't like now that. I see your feet. Wow, easy. That's Showing really weird and, and gross, and I hate it. And I don't know why that happened. Yeah, what's uh, what's that weird piece of carpet you're standing on? A remnant? Is it a remnant? I. I'm seeing your. Knee, I'm seeing from your knees to the floor. No, I see that, but it's just saying that it. It doesn't know. Hold on. Something odd's going on now. This crazy talk. Uh, go to New Glarus. Oh, man, I love Sally. I love New Glarus. That's actually one of the day trips that we're planning for the summer. Um, we went up there a couple, couple years ago. We were supposed to go back last summer. They have a new uh, beer, uh, blues, and barbecue festival up there in New Glarus. And we, we had our tickets and everything last year, and then obviously uh, the world happened and we couldn't go. So I love, I love new glarus the just the town and the brewery itself if, if, if you're ever looking to go you know there's a lot of great breweries in illinois you know that i'm a big proponent i'm not you know i'm not dissing anybody here but if you want to take like a trip and you want to go out into the middle of the country it is it's beautiful up in new glarus wisconsin and the the brewery if you haven't been there in the last few years the brewery is now just south of town and it's up on a hill and there's hiking paths in there. It's it's gorgeous, and they have a lot of outdoor seating, and they you know they have a lot of places to get beer, so you're not you know you're not standing in line. The tour is really fun, so yeah, it's terrific. Um, take a trip over the border, bring Spotted Cow to Iowa. That's what she does. Uh, UT is a well loved beer. Spotted Cow is good. They have a lot of they have a lot of good beers. Uh, New Glarus does. That's a fun. That's a fun trip up there. I haven't gone. I'll have to check it out. I'm going to Who's Minneapolis go? uh, over Memorial Day weekend. So Are you, you know really? Good, yeah, you know to get uh, Twin Cities brewers. Oh my gosh, we remember we had a guy on who was uh, a friend of Jesse and John's. Those are the. That's who you reach out to. Reach out to Jesse and John, and uh, our good friend Jesse, who left and moved to Nashville is now back in the beer game. I talked to him or I texted with him the other day. He's moving to Louisville and he's uh he's joining a uh, brewery down there in Louisville. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And John of course is still working for Revolution and uh doing his uh crust fund pizza. So, we got a lot going on. A lot a lot of that's, beer guys. That's great, dude. Doing yeah, I'm great uh, stuff. <clears throat> I still got a I still got a couple stouts I'm saving for when you come over. Uh, yeah. That's not that's not for a party. That's for a that's for a, a private a, a, a private taste private tasting cigars in a private tasting. You know, have you been uh, in a lot of group social events live in person? Like in the like none yeah. really at all. Well, but you you host. No, like, I've stuff been on I've Steam. been out. Yeah, but it's not like not with not with other than Debbie and CB, one of the insomniacs. Yeah. And Molly, that's that's it. You know, I gotta tell you, dude, host and party. There were moments 
where I was just like, I just had to take a second. I'm just like, dude, how did anyone ever do this? It's like the, the cognitive, like the lack of practice that we've had over the last year. It's an, it was insane. Like there were times I'd be in, it's not that I couldn't think of anything to say, right? Like it, there was, there, it wasn't an awkward, like, well, what do we talk about now? Not that, that kind of thing. It was just like this, like soreness in the brain. this like aching feeling of just like, wow, I'm working this really hard right now. Like it's, because uh well i don't know if you know this my sister is uh, having her wedding she po postponed her wedding from the pandemic but they got married anyway so she's doing like kind of a renewal of vowels party like celebration did you wedding. say a renewal of vowels a renewal of vowels yeah a e i o u there's okay. an a in her name there's two a's I was in her just, name i was just checking i wanted to make yeah. sure i didn't mishear you mm -hmm. yeah no okay actually she has every vowel if her, in her first and second and in her first middle and last name, she has every vowel. That's pretty cool. She has A E I O and U. Not why. Are you taking her middle name in? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I was going to say, her, I know her, I know her first and her last name and there's no E in there. Her middle name has an E and an I. So. Ah, fantastico. Mm. No, there's no ah. Ah isn't actually a vowel, Brian. No, ah is a, a diphthong. Ooh, I think Are we allowed to talk about that. Or, uh, I was, uh, I was teaching, I was teaching vowel teams today in first grade phonics. So I'm all about the phonics team vowels, and all dude. about the base. Well, I told her, I was like, dude, you better have some small parties before your wedding, because if not, you're going to get to your wedding day and you're not going to know how to talk to anybody because it's going to be over low overwhelming. So, Hey, look, if you're watching this and you're going to a wedding this summer, or you're having a wedding or any kind of warm up, have some small gatherings, get back in the flow because it's a muscle. If you don't exercise it, you'll die. Well, saying. and I, I hated small talk prior to the pandemic. So now that I haven't had to make small talk in uh, 14 months, I, I really don't want to get into it. Wow. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with small talk. It's, then exclusively hang out with Craig, who refuses to small talk, which is why I he, like him. He refuses to small talk. You refuse to small talk on text. You guys are perfect for me because once <laughs> we're done with this, the the conversation is almost non-existent. <laughs> it's perfect. If we're not doing the show, it's there's conversation, but it's minimal. It's. Mm -hmm. It's like need to know. It's like we're all, uh, you know, top secret agents for the CIA. We only share the information that absolutely has to be shared. And then we move on with our day or mm -hmm. we have another beer or whatever it is. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. But I know what you mean. Um, was it uh, SNL did a sketch the other night with people who were now out because the mask mandate is gone, right? So they're all out at a bar or they, they were at a party. They were at a small party at somebody's house. Was, and, and all the time. No, not the other night. The other night was Keegan-Michael Key. This is like a new one. It was brand new. It was the final episode of the season. Mm. And it came right after they announced that the mask mandate was over. And so they were all at the, at the bar or at the party rather. And everybody, the whole, everybody's conversation was like, so how's your pandemic? Oh yeah, it's weird. And in the, and then you you'd hear everybody's thoughts like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm in this conversation. Is this really what it's come to that we're now we're talking about this?" So I Wait, 
That was from the Elon Musk. Are you sure? 100% sure, because I didn't mm. see the Keegan one. Hmm. And you mm. TiVo'd the Elon one, so you watched it later. I watched I watched it later, and then I just watched the Keegan one on, uh, was it Sunday, maybe? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Saturday Night Live generally airs on Saturdays. Correct, but I don't watch it on Saturday. I'm not mm -hmm. a slave to the man. I'm not, I, I don't live with my boot or with my neck under the boot of network television. That's why mm -hmm. God and Jesus and some technological wizard invented the DVR. So I digitally video record all my programs. Okay. And I do not, uh, I do not uh, watch, I don't really watch anything live. Except, no, I try not to watch anything live. Sports, if I watch sports, uh, maybe an award show for about 15 minutes till I realize it's horrible and then I move on. Mm. But yeah, no network television, no, uh, no program like that live. No, no, no. All right. Even nothing, uh, nothing that I read, not, not, no HBO shows, nothing. I don't watch any of it live. Uh, did you watch John Oliver Sunday? Of course I did. About the guns? I didn't actually watch that part. <laughs> okay. What part did you watch? So I, I watched the entire thing. Yes, I watched the entire John Oliver. I watch. That's, we record it on Sunday, mm -hmm. and then we watch it during dinner on Monday. That's Very our. Nice. That's our routine. I watched the opening of the show. Okay. What are you talking about? I, you know what? I was watching that and I realized I know nothing about the Middle East. I mean, I, I have a very cursory knowledge of the Middle East, but uh, I know that the history of it is so deep and there's so many avenues to take. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. And I know no matter what side, it, no matter what side you would say that you supported, there are going to be a ton of people who disagree. And they probably have, they might even have really good reasons to disagree, but I don't know them. I was very swayed by what John Oliver was saying. Uh, it made sense to me. But as I'm watching it going, this makes a lot of sense. I was also thinking, hmm, there's probably, there's probably a lot of stuff on the other side that would make sense too. Because when it was over, I agreed with him, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but then I'm like, well, maybe I probably probably should come out. Because if you didn't see it, he came out um, basically saying that Israel, when they say that things are even and it's a tit for tat war, which was a quote from uh, a news a news source, that it's really not because Israel has unbelievable amount of defense and unbelievable amount of firepower. And that Hamas, while wrong, does not represent every Palestinian. And then he laid out all these, you know, about all these kids and everybody being uh, being killed. And it was, you know, and he, he did say it would, both sides were equally wrong, you know. Mm, but the, equally. Well, he, he, he said both sides were wrong, that it was tragic on both sides and that, you know, uh, all of that. His point that, his point that Hamas did not... Um, represent all Palestinians was very, was very cogent and made, you know, made a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, man, I see people arguing about this all the time and I'm like, I don't know enough about it to really, to really get into it. What did you, since you brought it up, what do you think? Well, I take a sip of tequila and, you know, try to figure out where, where what road we're going down tonight. Well, I was, no, I was interested in it uh, prior to even knowing that John Oliver talked about it because, uh, 
One of my favorite podcasts is a media criticism podcast called Citations Needed, where they um, talk about the way that that the media talks about stuff. Then it's a media okay. criticism podcast. And they talked about some of the common arguments uh, that people will say, like a like in defense of Israel and why they're like kind of bunk. Uh, and so all of them made sense to me. Um, stuff like saying like, uh, well, if you don't support Israel, you're saying that Israel doesn't have a right to exist. And like... <laughs> They don't. That seems that, no that one seems has like, like a lot. And like, what if what if I walked up to a Native American and I was like, "Do you think America doesn't have a right to exist? Like, <laughs> countries are just made up things where people in power like win, right? Like, no, they don't have. No one has a right. To, it's a dumb argument that's not real. Like, we don't have a right to exist. The UK doesn't have a right to exist. Like, Russia doesn't have a right to exist. Like, this is, countries are made up things that people have, right? Like. I don't think that a, I don't think that a country has a right to exist. I think a country exists, but it's not like an infallible God-given right that like the United States of America like God says you can do that. Like no, it's like you know, whatever like it's just a dumb argument that doesn't really hold any water whatsoever. Especially like if you talk about any land that like primarily came from killing people which america is right we came and killed a bunch of native americans and brought over a bunch of slaves like we don't really have a very nice like history right like so it's it's a dumb argument that doesn't really hold any water whatsoever i don't think so stuff like that i don't know um i don't know from what it seems to me it's like kind of a just a, not a good situation and i would i would just say that yeah i think that uh it's it's funny that like <laughs> you remember the protests last summer with the george floyd stuff no, not at Me all. Neither. Of Me course neither. I do. Yes. Who does right. Who doesn't well, yeah. remember the summer of turmoil? It's like, you remember. Well-deserved uh, turmoil. Right. Well, right. There was some turmoil because people are taken to the streets. And like, some people will be like, well, you know, these people, some people are just, you know, they're getting in the streets and they're, they're being violent. You know, they, they should be doing other things like, like voting or, you know, like going to court or, you know, like uh, calling <laughs> the cops or whatever. It, it's like the, it's like the only reason they're, in the streets is because those other things didn't work because no one's right. listening to them because they voted and they voted. They had a black president, Obama, things didn't get better under him. And I like, this is not going to be a political tirade, but what I'm saying is I'm just giving a couple examples. Of like the reason the protests happened is because it was the only action that they felt they could take. Like Martin Luther King has talked about this and lots of people have talked about this. Right. So when you talk about like, you know, Palestine and it's like, well, you know, the Palestinians are doing bad things too. It's, it's kind of like saying like, if you trap someone in a cage and don't give them food for a week, then do you, like do you, and they get a chance to like reach out and maybe punch you in the face. Like, are you, can you blame them? Right? Like, it, it's a last resort recourse kind of thing. Like, Hamas and Palestine don't exist in a vacuum. It's not like they're this like happy citizenry of of people that are just like hunky dory. Like, we have all the rights in the world. We can do whatever we want. Do, do, do. Oh, but we're mad because other people are in charge. We're gonna fire missiles. It's not like that. It's like. Israel controls every part of Palestine from like not letting them have rights and citizenship to like just evicting them from their homes where they've lived for decades, decades and, and stuff like that. Like they're, they're really under a, an oppressive rule uh, really for the most part. So it's, it's not contextually, it's not coming out of nowhere that like Palestinians are getting upset and then taking to violence it, to the Hamas. It feels like there is no recourse. It's it's not like a, a violence erupting out of nowhere. It's an it's it is an escalation based on like 
decades of like severe oppression and human rights violations and international uh, and war crimes, which the Human Rights Watch and the United Nations and even Israeli humanity, like humanitarian groups are literally calling like war crimes and human rights violations. Uh, some going as far as to call it apartheid, which I won't because I don't understand what apartheid means. But like, <laughs> but like, I'm not the only one with this opinion. So, right, like Sally in the chat saying it's apartheid. Like a lot of people are. So I, I got an argument with a friend this morning, but I don't understand apartheid enough. And I'm, and he was like, well, it's totally different than South Africa. So like you, Brian, I don't know quite enough about all of it. But right. what I think people are missing is that the equivocation, the equivocation is a total fallacy. And it's like, you you just can't make that connection that like the uppity Palestinians are just, you know, they're not happy that they don't have X and Y when it's like, no, they're really kind of like suffering badly on a daily basis. It's crushing their pride. They have no agency over their land where they've grew up and their whole families have been from. And it's very frustrating. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty upset, I think. Um, and the reason that I have some like emotional tie to this is because the U.S. is like, giving Israel a lot of very powerful weapons that kill people. And like, mm -hmm. that's objectively true. And everyone knows it. Biden just signed a thing that was like billions of dollars, letting them buy like stuff from our military. And it's like, they had missiles that shot down Palestinian missiles. Do yeah, you know how hard, dome. Do you know how dome, hard it is to shoot down a missile with another missile? This Not is like, this system. This is like 23rd century technology. Like this is literally some of the most advanced military technology on the planet. Like next to the US, Israel. So mm -hmm. like, you know, anyway. So to echo what John Oliver said, like, yeah, the, having the iron, what is it? Not the iron curtain, the iron, iron dome. Let's just call it the iron curtain. So they have the iron curtain up no, there. the iron dome. They have the iron dome. I know. They have the iron okay. It's like, so it, it, the it, iron it, curtain. Sky it's curtain. It's very... It's very um, unbalanced. And I think that the story, I think that some people will just say like, well, it's complicated. And I, th I think I think that's a scapegoat. I think it's not that complicated. I think that some people feel very bad and very oppressed, like many African-Americans here mm. in the U.S. do. And they are uh, occasionally lashing out at a extremely powerful military force, just like when you were seeing cops tear gassing American citizens last summer. It's that, but on a larger scale. So imagine the National Guard rolling in and firing rubber bullets at a bunch of peaceful protesters in the U.S. Oh, wait, that happened. Like, that, that's how I see Israel and Palestine. It's like Palestinians getting upset. There's some violence, of course. There was some violence here. Mm -hmm. Doesn't excuse what the people with extremely powerful weapons, extremely powerful weapons are doing to those who have no recourse or ability to defend themselves. So uh, that's that's just what I want to say about it. And I, I really hope the U.S. gets its act together and starts to call Israel out for this. Well, and part of the part of the issue too is, and I agree, uh, I agree with you to an extent with the the it's complicated um, excuse. And I I I said that because I believe there is a lot going on there, but. The bottom line is, in our society, if you if you start to look at one side or another, suddenly you're labeled as being, you know, either anti-Semitic or you're against mm. all Jewish people, or you're and it it's like any other cause where you can go, okay, listen, um, it's like to bring back what you were talking about for the summer. We can talk about there being bad cops and the problem with 
uh, the problem with policing. That doesn't mean we are throwing all cops under the bus. That doesn't mean we are anti-cop. That means, like anything else, you have to look at a you have to look at an issue. And if there are problems, you need to point out those problems. You're not throwing the baby away with the bathwater. You're just saying, hey, look, the system needs to be fixed. And right now with Israel and Palestine, especially people here who don't have a strong connection to either country, uh, it's it's very difficult to not get bombarded with the emotional and real issues coming from both sides. And your points were very well made. And but it's just like I, boy, I don't know. I mean, I watched that. I watched that John Oliver thing, and I agreed. You know, it's like, yeah, you can have. It's, and I know this is going to be a bad analogy, and don't <laughs> at me. It's like David and Goliath, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the outcome of David and Goliath. I'm talking about the the size and the strength of David versus Goliath. Or pick a schoolyard where you've got the one the one big guy in a fight and the little guy in the fight. Well, yeah, the little guy's throwing punches, and the little guy may have even thrown a punch early, but the big guy, the odds are on the big guy's favor all the time. So I think that's where that's where it lies right now. That, you know, thankfully the, they called for a ceasefire today, so hopefully things will slow down a little bit because I don't even know how this latest round of violence started. Um, you know, it's I don't know, and it's it's also hard when we've been hearing about problems in the Middle East for forever, and this is a purely selfish thing. America has its own problems now. So we've been dealing with our own problems. And it's like, listen, we understand you guys have it, have are having a hard time. Things are bad. Um, but we we got to clean up our own house first. And so and I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel. That doesn't mean you don't care about the people over there, both Palestinians and Israelis who are dying. You don't you don't ever want to see those kind of things. You don't want to see buildings blown up with people inside them. You don't want to see news organizations targeted by missiles. Um, but there's, we're all so overloaded now, and this might be an excuse too. We're also overloaded now with what's been going on here for the last, let's take it back. Let's go five years, whatever. That it's like, we'll, we'll come back to you. You know, we'll talk, let us, let us settle this. And then we're going to, then we're going to come and give you more attention. Well, but, some of the attention we are giving them is helping us not settle our own stuff. Like the billions of dollars we give them in military support. Why don't we spend that on our roads? Maybe something like that. Now you're talking about, now you're talking about infrastructure and what's infrastructure. Did you see the report on, did you see, have you seen the reports on the bridges and the number of bridges in the U S I don't know. Did I just see that in a tweet or something? I don't even know where I saw it. I love current events Cody who came this week. Normally current events Cody doesn't show up. Current event. Uh yeah, I know, right. Wait, Sally, I hold on. Israelis are killing women and children and taking away homes. Beeb is a horrible human being. Stop supporting him. Who's Beeb? I don't know. I'll Google it. I don't know who Beeb is, and we're not I don't think we're su- I, don't I don't think, think we're, we're supporting anybody. See, this is it. Yeah. Um well Beeb is a city in Arkansas. It's an elementary uh, school in Beeb, Naperville. Israel, Beeb Healthcare. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I think everything I said was kind of like criticizing 
I think what? she might be coming. I think she might be thinking I'm supporting somebody. I'm not supporting anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway um, <clears throat> yeah. No. And actually, to your analogy about the, uh, we can say that uh, uh, not all not all the cops are bad. I think that was really good. Really good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Last last summer when I was like when we were like maybe uh, didn't say you were oh beep is oh oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's saying to, for other people that's not support him. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, he is a horrible human being. He's like, there's some big scandal where he was like spending all the, all of American taxpayer money. Like we give Israel a bunch of money and then Netanyahu yeah. like spending on like mansions and stuff. It's, it's, it's frustrating because we do have our own problems, Brian. And we take have a it lot of problems, Cody. So did you, did I just see a tweet about the bridges? Because I, I haven't read much about it, but I've seen like a couple. No, this, data is, this has been coming out for the last few years. The bridges, bridges are crumbling all over. Uh, right downtown, it was was it last summer, the summer before, where they had to, you know, the bridge over Lakeshore Drive they had to fix because parts were falling down, and you know, bridges everywhere. There was a bridge in the Twin Cities uh, a couple of years ago that just collapsed uh, on I ninety five going over the river. Bridges oh poop fell down. So yeah, it's the it's all about infrastructure, but now we have to fight about infrastructure. What is actually infrastructure? Is it old school infrastructure where it's roads and bridges uh, and railroads and things? Or uh, can we evolve our definition of infrastructure to include, you know, broadband internet and things like that? Uh, so that's, you know, now we're gonna we gotta deal with that. It's right. it, the whole the whole place, the 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 whole country is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> You know, now we got people who are going to be lying. I now people are going to be lying if they've been vaccinated and there's going to be people who are worried that they're not vaccinated. I panicked yesterday because I realized Debbie's vaccination card is a nice hard piece of cardboard. It's nice, sturdy. Well, when I got my vaccinations, they gave us just like they had run off a bunch of cards. So it it's on just a cheap piece of printer paper. Uh oh, so Laminate like, it. Well, then they said, don't laminate it because. Uh, if you have to get boosters, what are you going to do? They can't write on the laminated card. But if well, I try to present this, if I try to present this uh, flimsy, this flimsy printer paper card, everybody's going to think that I forged it. Foam core. Put it on foam core backing. You can buy a little square of foam core at Michael's for like ten cents. Mm, I don't have that kind of money. I'm not Take making some crazy glue, stick it mm. on there, boom. You can't because it's got writing on the back. Sally called out the thing I was thinking of. Memphis Bridge over the mighty Mississippi shut down. That's, that's a horrible, that's a horrible bridge. I just, we drive over it all the time when we go to uh, New Orleans. There's oh, no. two, there's on 40 and on 55. And they're within, they're within two miles of each other crossing the Mississippi. And that is, it is the worst, the worst bridge. Plus it's the worst traffic pattern. Uh, it's almost as bad as, the um the Eisenhower here where you're coming off 294 and 290 and the Eisenhower goes from all these lanes down to one lane uh the uh what oh, what do they call it the hillside strangler that area because it's right at hillside they used to call it that maybe they don't need more because it's not politically correct because all these lanes come down into one lane in hillside there when you're going when you're on 55 going south and you're coming into Memphis and you're about to you 55 comes down and then it turns to the east and then it turns to the south right to just south of downtown memphis all the lanes on this bridge everybody has to go onto this one little one lane exit ramp to keep going on 55 and the bridge is horrible um it's west memphis 
West Memphis, mm. as you're coming, you come from West Memphis, Arkansas, across the Mississippi River into, into Memphis. So it's the bridge that spans from West Memphis into Memphis. There's, Cody, you know this about me. If I don't know something, I I say, but it, there's certain things I know. And, and that, that bridge uh, is one of them. That bridge is one of them. Both bridges. The one on 42. It's awful. Horrible. Wow. That's on the north. Uh, that's on the north side of town, as you're coming across from Mud Island, uh, out of Memphis, and coming into West Memphis. But the weird thing is, both interstates will feed into the same the same exit. So there's like a truck stop and a McDonald's and a you get off both. It's equidistant both exits to either interstate. But then they all kind of merge in West Memphis, 55 and 40 cross over. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I, that, that's weird that I have that much knowledge of an interchange in Tennessee. Yet here we are. Yeah. And I always know West Memphis because I remember watching the documentary on HBO about the West Memphis Three who were accused of murdering two little boys and then there was Satanism involved and all kinds of craziness. Mm. Yeah. There's, uh, listen. Plus, I read The Firm, uh, which takes place in Memphis. I spent some time in Memphis, worked there a number of times, ate a lot of barbecue there. Sure. Went to Memphis in May, which was just last to, weekend. Oh, I might go to Memphis in August. Really? For Memphis is a Memphis is a good time. Sweet podcast movement. It is a fun time. Yeah, that's where the NL plus podcast. there's a lot of history there. You can have mm. a good time, but you go to the Hotel Lorraine and uh, take the tour there, the Civil Rights Museum. You can go to the uh, the Gibson factory. You go to, oh, it's fun. Plus, you can just listen to a lot of good blues music, eat some barbecue, stay out on Beale Street. Walk to, you're walking in Memphis. I'm down. Yeah. Man, oh, man. All right. How do we get into that? Oh, because you, you talked about infrastructure. Yeah, bridge is falling apart. Yeah, let's fix that. Yeah, the roads, uh, roads in my neck of the woods are pretty nice. I feel like every time I drive to the city... Now that I'm a suburban, I, and every time I go into the city, I take 10 years off my car's life. And that's a lot yeah. of years, considering a car a lot of years. doesn't really last that, you know. Because your car's already 40 years old. Sure. Well, I don't even know what color it is, Brian. Who knows know. how old it is? You barely know how many tires it has. It's either a 2015, a 2005, or a 1994. Okay. Well, that narrows it down. That's fine. You, or, listen, a lot of people get all caught up in the details. Mm -hmm. You know, these so-called car people. Yeah, they know all this. How many horsepower you got? I don't know. You step on the gas, it goes. It's pretty no cool. Idea. No idea. Huh. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of current events for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I didn't I'm, even, used to, I, I'm used to the Cody who doesn't even watch the news. No, you know, occasionally something catch my eye. Well, I, you know, there's more. There's been more buzz about uh, <clears throat> about the uh the israel stuff on twitter so yes. i started to get curious and then when my favorite podcast covered it, i was like oh okay then i found out john then i did a quick google search and it's like john oliver so they i kind of went down a rabbit hole but uh, i do that sometimes i do that sometimes i read it nothing wrong with that i read a really good wired article about um uh basically how we how everyone kind of missed the way covid spreads um what do you mean it was really interesting. So basically, for a long time, the CDC and the WHO were like, yo, uh, yeah, like if, if it's a droplet that comes out as a projectile, it'll fall if it's within six feet. And that's why the 
three to six. Oh yeah, they feet thought it was down. like weighted down and it would just drop persistently. Yeah. Because of a certain number of microns. So, uh, but there's a Wired article that that did that that um, explained it. there were a couple physicists. So here's the interesting thing about science that I've learned from doing my podcast is that like that that like when you have any one discipline that exists in a vacuum, it doesn't work very well. Uh, but when you get people across disciplines, it works really well, right? So like infectious disease people and epidemiologists and all these people, they should actually be working with physicists which like is not a medical science, it's just right. physics because physicists understand how things move, right? That's their yep. entire life. So um, th it's really cool when they work together and some physicists had noticed a couple were like, wait a minute, these equations don't make sense. And then we found some old papers that say that like the flu can spread this way or other things spread this way. And then like, wait a minute, it doesn't add up. And the, in the CDC and the WHO had this guideline about five, it was like five microns. If it's above five microns, it's too heavy and it'll fall. Uh, and no one could figure out where the five micron number came from. Hmm. So like all these research, so the WHO and the CDC, they weren't listening. They're like, no, it's five microns. It's five microns. And like, where <laughs> did you get the figure five microns? Yeah. They're like, where did they get the number? And so like literally like half a dozen researchers are looking and they're digging through archives and they're like, we don't know where this came from. And okay. finally a graduate student um, who was working like her, her major or her professor that she was working with, it was literally like forensic research or something like that, where the job is to dig through research papers to find where citations come forensic oh citations or something like the most hyper specialized thing. And she had to read through like papers from the 1950s to figure out where this came from. And it looked like a misinterpretation of another paper from the CDC that then this is where the five microns thing came from. And everyone just started copying that. But there was like one uh, misreading of a paper that's where it came from. And so when they did all these new studies and had all this new evidence, then they were like, oh my God, that's like actually different. And then the CDC and the WHO updated its guidelines without like, they didn't make an announcement or had a press conference. They literally just like edited the page on their website. Didn't even tell anybody. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I guess, I guess I could travel further. But the point is, that um that staying six feet apart and washing your hands really was largely ineffective compared to wearing masks right. and staying in larger ventilated areas but we didn't know that and it was because of this like weird rabbit hole but anyway wired has a really good article on it uh i'll post it to the facebook page later if i can find yes, it but... please do so yeah look Let's random rabbit holes brian i've been spending time in rabbit holes what rabbit holes have you gone down lately what rabbit holes have i gone down uh boy i'm I know I went down a couple, but I can't remember. I now I can't remember what they are. I just oh, I went down a rabbit hole the other day on uh, Sable, the old WWF wrestler, and why she left and what happened. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know why I went down a Sable rabbit hole. But I start, it's it's because I've been watching these biographies, right? And so I've been watching these wrestling biographies, and. And she was on, they showed her for briefly, like in the background of the Booker T one. And yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder whatever happened to Sable. Cause I remember getting the playboy when she was in it. And you know, for a short amount of time, she was like everywhere. She, Oh man, Sable hottest woman. Rena Merrow was her name. Mm -hmm. uh, she actually was married to a wrestler and then divorced him. And I didn't realize that uh, she died with, um, or was it, wait, who, who was the one? No, Miss Elizabeth. I went down a Miss, well, I went down a Miss Elizabeth wormhole too, and a Sable wormhole. And a Miss wormhole. Elizabeth died, Miss Elizabeth died of a uh, a drug overdose with Lex Luthor, 
Lex Luger, who now looks about, he's skinnier than you. He was, they were, because uh, she, she was with Macho Man, and then, you know, then they weren't married, and then she got, so they were, yeah. And it was weird watching Lex Luger trying to say that, you know, he kind of felt bad that she died in his, in his house, but uh, not really, or not, not really, but she was, she was going to take the drugs anyway. He didn't force her and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, so that was in the Macho Man one. And Lex, then I just Google image search Lex Luger and I'm freaking out. Yeah. Right. The guy used to be bigger, like as, as big he as was, my brother, probably. He was and, oh bigger. He was crazy big, Lex Luger. I mean, crazy big. So I went no. down that weird rabbit hole trying to figure out what happened with Miss Elizabeth. And then, because they kind of glossed it over a little bit in the Macho Man uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. So once I was done with that rabbit hole, then I went down the, uh, then I went down the other rabbit hole with Sable trying to figure out why she got fired in the first place. And then she came back to the WWE and uh, Vince McMahon. It was a whole big thing. And I was about two hours in to these rabbit holes. And I was like, all right, oh, this is ridiculous. I One, I don't care that much. But two, I'm reading, you know, I'm reading like 15-year-old articles about what happened with Sable. And I'm like, oh, all right, this is, this is absolutely insane. And then I was like, well, all I really wanted to know if she is if she still looked good naked uh, well, I don't know anymore. Um, that's not up to me, but I remember when she came out in playboy, it was a, it was a big deal. So yeah, those two rabbit holes I've gone down, uh, recently trying to figure out, you know, trying to figure out what's happening with, with uh, divas that I don't even, you know, I hadn't thought about forever. And had I not been watching all these documentaries, uh, then I wouldn't have thought of them at all. Well, so, Mike in the chat just said that Flat Earth is his rabbit hole. Oh, uh, God. I think my rabbit hole might be douche canoe. It's you a take light... a douche canoe to a rabbit hole? So it's a... I never actually have looked this up, and now I feel like it's appropriate. It's a lightweight craft, Brian. Did you know this? A canoe? Uh, the, the, a douche canoe. Is there really such a thing as a douche canoe? Urban Dictionary says so. So it, right. is a, it is a lightweight craft used by douches to move around on the figurative conversational currents to spread their message of doucheness to new individuals who were blissfully unaware of their existence. It also has cup holders, which is the only redeeming quality of the douche canoe. Is that right? That was, I thought, I thought Mike had just come up with the, you know, a clever turn of phrase. I didn't know this was in the vernacular. Wow. Yeah. Me neither. The, the urban dictionary. Cutting so edge. yeah, those, that's what I've been going down. Uh, I now I have the Sean the Heartbreak Kid uh, biography is recorded. Next week is the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, nice. Yes. So I can't remember who the final two are, but I, I'm I'm all in on these documentaries. Ric Flair. Uh, I don't. Uh, did you I see the Ric Flair Thirty for Thirty? I did not, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. I heard it's phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it. All right. I gotta watch that too. All right. Next Something time we get high together, we'll uh Dude, we'll watch. Let's crack open, <laughs> let's crack open a nice stout, watch a little Ric Flair, and you know, Toki Toki. Is that what the kids say? Hey, here's good news, Cody. Broadway in Chicago has announced that the first pre-Broadway opening has been announced. <laughs> Theater is coming back to Chicago. Paradise Square is going to run from November 2nd to December 5th at the Nederlander Theater. 
So Broadway, Chicago, coming back. I am. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get back in the theater. I've got a new monocle, some spats, and I'm ready to go. Nice. I'm ready to go get the uh, Bowtie Theater reviews back up and running. Sally Was says, podcasts are a new thing. Absolutely love 99% Invisible, The Moth, American History, and Reveal. Somebody called me the other day, Cody, a friend of mine. and 99% Invisible, excellent podcast, by the way. But Is why it, did someone call you? About a podcast. They said, well, you know, you podcast. You know about podcasts. And I said, I don't really know about po I podcast. Well, I take this and I post it as a podcast, but I'm not mm -hmm. a podcaster. But um, she had an idea, which I thought was a pretty good idea for a podcast. I'm not going to share it. But her question, her question again, is the one that I still still try to figure out how do you even how do you get any sort of traction not money making traction just traction how do you yeah. how, how does there's 18 million and i think that's a conservative estimate 18 mm -hmm. million podcasts everybody with a microphone has a podcast yeah and how do you cut through the noise how i don't know i don't know if we cut through the noise probably not no. we just add to the noise mm -hmm. we bring the funk we bring the noise yeah no, you don't cut through it. You don't cut through it. You're just there and you hope somebody finds you, spreads a word. Uh, if you have a built-in audience already, like if you have a website that has 2 million visitors a month, oh, okay. you could start a podcast and tell everyone on the website and on your mailing list that you have that. Oh, and if you've got, yeah. let's say, 3 million people a month visiting your website, you might convert a tenth of a percent of them somewhere around there. So it's not a lot. No. Yeah. You have to have like, a, like I'm serious. Like I'm dead serious. Oh, I, uh, I know you are. That's why I'm asking you. Cause that's what we, so, and I don't know if people know, uh, don't know. You're a science podcaster. You're not just here spouting off social, uh, social remedies and crack and wise. You are the mm -hmm. host of curious, one of the hosts, co-host and co-producer of curiosity daily podcast. Curiosity executive daily. producer. Oh, you're executive. executive. Okay. Well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, weird flex, but uh, you're all right. But okay, yeah. CuriosityDaily.com. That's where you can hear Cody uh, executive produce the science <laughs> podcast that he is executive producer of while he's not executive producing. Uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's. I don't know. I mean, I like, I think people should podcast because they want a creative outlet. They want to have fun. Yes. And they have something Well, to that's say. what this person said. They, they yeah. want a creative outlet. They had this idea. I said, I think it's a great idea, uh, you know, but they don't really have, um, they don't have a, a following on, you know, they haven't done this as something else. You know, it's not like they'd be starting from scratch. Um, if, if it is, and they have no illusion about making money. That, that was the other, they're like, I have no illusion about making money. Oh, that's oh, well, that's perfect. Cause there's like five guys making money. Oh, less than that. If a uh, <laughs> if a podcast is interview based and there's a lot of guests in the same industry and they promote it to their followers, then you can gain you can 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 gain traction. Oh, uh, it is still unlikely, but uh, let's say it was like um, you interviewed every like winemaker in Napa Valley. You get them mm. all to share your little stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe you'll get some wine uh, drinkers getting your show, you know? So, but yeah, no, otherwise it's pretty much impossible. It's, it's, it's an uphill. No, it's like trying to hit it big on YouTube. There's a, there's a, come on, it's luck. 
it's dumb. Yeah, it's it's luck and it's yeah, it's just stupidity. We should just do a show on Clubhouse. You want to do that? I don't even know what that is. Good. Don't worry about it. it is that that conservative deal? No, that was. I don't even. Know. No, that got deleted. That's or Parlor. Yeah, Parlor. Stupid. Parlor and Frank Talk. Frank Talk. That's a thing. It wasn't that the one that the pillow guy did? Is that a real thing? Is it still yeah, around? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, what's Clubhouse? Sounds like a it's, place for douche canoes to dock. Oh, God. I'll tell you about it next time we are really high. Oh, um, fantastic. You mean the first time I'm really high? <laughs> Speaking of uh, really high, that has nothing to do with it. Do you see that the airlines might start weighing people and announcing it at the gates? to Shut up. Yep. The airlines might start weighing people because they need to adjust the standard passenger weight because so many of Americans, so many Americans are big fatty, fatty boombaladies. So they're saying, well, hey, listen, we can't, we can't take off with all you uh, heifers in the back. We got to figure it out. So the initiative was outlined in a recent FAA advisory. It strives to provide new data on average passenger weights as the current numbers reportedly don't reflect today's sky high obesity rates. What they're going to have to do soon is just take the seats out and make these like cattle planes and just everybody just right up the walkway like you're going to the slaughterhouse. And then they wedge all our fat behinds in this plane. They go, all right, cross your fingers, because I don't know if we I don't know if we got enough power to lift this bad boy off the tarmac. You guys put down the sandwiches. We got to get out of here. Um, That's so the new, the new mandates. Uh, were reviewed by an airline industry publication would require airlines to take surveys to establish standard average passenger weights for crew members, baggage, and passengers via random selection. Once, they're cho once they've chosen a traveler, an operator may, quote, determine the actual weight of passengers by having them step on a scale before boarding the aircraft. <laughs> so they'll weigh your bag, and then they'll drop your big ass right onto the scale, too. Sir, it says here you weigh 187 pounds. Uh, I'm guessing your left leg weighs more than 187 pounds. Why don't you flop down here, side of beef, and then we'll get you on the plane. Then you can, then you can take right off. So, yeah, that's coming. Um, so, let's see. Uh, they're urged to ask each. If it's, if it's not an option to put them on a scale, they're urged to ask each passenger their weight while making sure to add 10 pounds to a point. 10 pounds to account for clothing. Uh, there's even a contingency plan for when operators suspect flyers are miscalculating their heft. Crew members should, quote, make a reasonable estimate about the passenger's actual weight and add 10 pounds. Wow. What if I told them I was hollow? Do you think they'd go for that? Hey, I'm like an Easter bunny. I got nothing inside me. I'm just an empty shell of a man. Uh, I mean... I shouldn't be allowed to find this hilarious because it's really not fair, but uh, I kind of do. Because I think ridiculous. it's hilarious, and I'm a guy who's going to – I know I'm getting weighed. You know? Yeah. They're going to look at me and go, eh-eh, no, sorry. You gotta and they can deny service? Well, uh, let's see. It's – in order to uh, – travelers have the option of declining to participate in any passenger or bag weight survey. Yeah. Um, in order to update the guidelines on standard passenger weight, airlines will have to up the weight of an average adult male and carry on back to 190 pounds in the summer and 195 pounds in the winter. That's a 20-pound increase from the current guidelines. 
Female passengers and carry-on bags will increase from 145 pounds to 179 pounds. Holy cow, ladies. Uh, I'm kidding. 179 pounds and 150 to 184 pounds in the winter. Wait, so men can only be up to 185? No, they're saying they're saying they have to up the weight. So right now the guidelines are 20 pounds less. Right now they're saying they're say they they guesstimate that in the winter a male is going to weigh 175 pounds. Under the new guidelines, it's going to be 195 pounds that they're that they're estimating a man in his bags. Dude, look at me. I'm gaunt. I'm not gaunt. You are gaunt. I am not You're fat, sickly. right? I'm not even remotely overweight, and I weigh 195 because I'm tall. This is yep. very stupid and weird and annoying. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this, Cody. Gas prices have skyrocketed. Airlines. The fuel cost the fuel Suck. cost for airlines is out of control, and uh, God forbid the airlines have to, you know, take make a little less profit. We don't want that. We want the airlines. We want the airlines profitable. We want the seats to get smaller and smaller. Uh, the people to get bigger and bigger. Now they're cracking down on unruly passengers again because people are starting to get back on planes and they're acting the fool. And so we cannot have that. So a lot of, lot of crackdowns. I have, I have zero sympathy for the airlines. I quite frankly, I I've enjoyed the last uh, year and a half, not flying. Yeah. I've been road tripping, baby. Well, it's because the TSA makes flying miserable. Everything's miserable. Going to the airport's miserable. Getting through, getting uh, through baggage checks traffic, is miserable. Baggage, going through traffic, going through lines, security is miserable. Boarding. Paying eighty-seven dollars for a bottle of water and some caramel corn is outlandish. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Soldier Field. Soldier Field. I didn't realize how bad Soldier Field sucks. Like it's the worst stadium. Did you have you heard this? You know that no. when they did renovations, they actually removed like ten thousand seats. From the yeah, capacity. oh, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, no, I so I didn't know anything about Soldier Field. I didn't realize that like it used to be kind of this like one stadium that was fine, and then they remodeled it, and now everyone hates the way it looks. It removed seats. It's really hard to get to. It has one of the smallest capacities in the entire NFL. Like, and it's not a dome, and it's in like the worst weather place you could be. Like everything about it is awful. Correct. I feel it's like very dumb and stupid and funny to me. Like, I, I mean, I don't care about it. Like, I don't even watch football. Right. So like, I didn't know this before, but somebody mentioned to me, like something about soldier field. They were like, yeah, didn't they even like lose seats. Cause I was saying something about like, Oh, Oh, here's well, here's why. Because I was talking about seeing uh, Axel and uh, Guns N' Roses or Wrigley. And I looked at the seating capacity and I was like 40,000. That's not right. Wrigley has a huge seating capacity. The play, compared yeah. to Soldier Field, it looks like it looks like a gymnasium, right? Like I, I would guess <laughs> like twelve thousand, right? And then they're like, "Well, it's not that much less than Soldier Field because Soldier Field like removed seating capacity." I'm like, "What?" So like I like look at the Wikipedia and it's like, "Oh yeah, no, it's like the worst stadium." Oh man, poor Soldier Field, poor Chicago. We can do better. Come on, couldn't, couldn't we? we why, why didn't we just let George Lucas build Star Wars Stadium? His dumb his dumbass museum could have been like a little. A little hallway off the side of it. You can walk through a Tie Fighter on the way to go see the Bears lose. Everybody wins, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm awesome. I was I was with you with the the museum. I liked I'm I liked so the awesome. idea of the George Lucas Museum, and then it got then it got weird. It just got, I'm so awesome. 
You are, oh, you, God. Well, you are something. Uh, oh, I'll give, all right. Awesome is awesome's good. I guess we could go oh, with awesome. God. Let's go, dude. They uh they had a big prom thing at Soldier Field the other night. Ooh. Yeah, proms are back. Everybody, oh man, everybody's so excited to have proms back. I I found prom to be the most overrated night in the history of overrated nights. Well, you weren't very overrated, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Now, were you prom king? Is that what I remember? I was prom king, right, Pikachu? Yes. We're, <laughs> oh god i only had one beer i didn't even take an edible i'm just oh my god stacked, dude. it's tuesday it's 400 degrees in my closet is it like 80 outside it's it's about a thousand degrees in mine too it was 76 today but it was humid and now it's you know we closed the windows because it was raining and there's no air circulating in this uh, in my office here dude, and uh, that's when i feel my face getting red and i perhaps might pass out yeah, I'm having like a heat heat stroke. I'm sorry. You started to say uh, prom soldier field. Were you prom king? Were you I a Pikachu? King. And my date I thought was you were prom. King. I thought so. That so yes, you're gonna have a different outlook on prom than than the yeah. rest of us. Yeah. You and your mean girlfriends. <laughs> I just I think it's you know the amount of money and the buildup. And the fact that, you know, last year everybody was weeping. Oh, kids aren't going to get their brother prom. It's the most important day of high school. Blah, 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 blah. Awful. Awful. The pressure, you know, first you got to, you know, you got now you got to do promposals. You got to have dates. You, gotta, you know, guys are wearing rented pants. Who's wearing rented pants? I got to say about the promposal. Uh, a lot less pressure when you and our kids, Brian, because we didn't have to TikTok it. You know, if I had had to prom pose to somebody, <laughs> I, I would have just been home. Uh, you know, and I was going to say something graphic that would have been horrifying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just say I, my date would have uh, my date would have been named Rosie. Uh, but wow. that's yeah. Uh, no, I th 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 I always to me promposals fall under the same umbrella as gender reveals. They're just for for people who really really need attention that oh, don't don't have any need uh, or, or any fulfillment in their life and so they're trying to find it in the most public way possible. Oh man. Everything's got to be public. If you got to listen if I got to get on a horse and ride to school and deliver a dozen donuts uh, written in the shape of the Tiffany, will you go to prom with me? And I've got to be wearing a suit of armor and all this other stuff. And I got to have my, my boys, uh, my squad blowing up fireworks. I shouldn't have to work that hard to get Tiffany yeah. to go to a dance with me, you know, so we can go out to Chili's beforehand and have some baby backs and then go and show her some, uh, you know, show her some gown that she's overpaid for, that she's worried that some other girl in class is going to have the same color. And then it's, uh, and we're all going to, you know, we're going to rent a limo, and then the guy's going to rat us out and steal our booze. I don't. It's ridiculous. Um. Did you hear? By the way, that was why the the Suez thing happened. Suez Canal thing. Which thing. part? Which part that, of the gender reveal? That was a gender reveal. Was it really a gender reveal? Botched gender reveal. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you do a gender reveal, uh, once your baby is born, the uh, DCFS should come and snatch that baby because you are an <laughs> irresponsible idiot. 
If you're blowing things up to tell people, hey, look, I just showered everybody I know in pink dust because I'm having a girl, uh, you're not responsible enough to have a child, and we got to stop this right now. I think it's nice that people get to experience the pageantry of them. Uh, I went to a public school, and a lot of people, uh, there were a lot of there were a lot of people in my school that were not well off, uh, but they they got a chance to dress up and get dressed to the nines, and there was a big deal for them. And they, yes, I, you know, it. Aren't you, nice. Marie, aren't you Marie Antoinette? I, Isn't it yeah. nice of you to allow the great unwashed to put on a borrowed suit and come out and hobnob with you? Isn't no, that I, lovely that they can <laughs> pretend for one night, for one night that they could dare to reach the heights uh, that you and your popular rich friends could, uh, I, could reach? I think everyone likes to feel fancy. It's more special than others. And uh, uh, I don't know. I... I have, I have a soft spot for prom, but I was prom king and I was on homecoming court in both high school and college. And I'm very popular. Oh my generally, God, I have great hair. I have great teeth. I have uh, good feet. Everyone saw that earlier. That was gross. How's your and, I've, I have, and I have a Pikachu. You do have a Pikachu. So yeah, for well, some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you have every week. You have some other stuffed toy. I don't know why. Are you just stealing from your son? Is that the excuse? Oh, he just left them around. I don't know where they came from. No, this one's mine. Okay. Oh, you don't share Pikachu with uh, with the boy? No, he'll he'll have his own. All right. This what's a what's age appropriate to get a kid a Pikachu? Uh, any age, but this one's mine because it's electric. Um, it's electric. my son. My son eats giant Legos, also known as Duplos. Oh, is he teething? Yeah. Real bad. He that is everything. the worst part of that is uh, one of the worst parts of childhood. It's sad. It, it's sad. It's horribly sad. Baby. No, you. Oh, I know. No, I'm just. It's not. I'm not saying it's sad for the parents. It's horrifying for the children, and it's one of the most painful things as a parent to watch because you're like, there's really nothing I could do unless you're uh, back in the olden days, like when I was a child, and we were starting to. Uh, this is when the, the parents would dip their finger in whiskey and rub it on the gums, on the baby's gums. And uh, I don't know if it stopped the pain or there were just a lot of really drunk babies. But um, that was that was the thing. And I don't know when it's – I know we didn't do that for Molly. Uh, I proposed it, but it didn't pass muster. There was mm. no uh, – I didn't get the A-OK -okay to go, yeah, all right, just whip open the bourbon. Open up, kid. Take a swig. You know, just a little bit of bourbon in their milk. Oh man, calms them right down. Or for I don't know if I don't know if retroactively DCFS can come and snatch my child, but she doesn't live here anyway. So. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I, and uh, and uh, to answer your question, no, I would start him with a squirtle, as Mike said. So that's where you start. Oh, is that right? What is what is squirtle? It's another Pokemon. That was part of the problem with that target thing, because I guess uh, I had our old friend. Uh, Michael Osaki on uh, the radio show oh, nice. a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about the, during the pandemic, the sports market, the card values skyrocketed. That also happened with Pokemon cards because a vintage Charizard card is a Charizard 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 the card mm -hmm. sold for almost half a million dollars. Oh my God. A foil. So now you got, now you got these yahoos waiting outside of target to mug people who are buying cards hoping to hit the lottery again. So Target said, yeah, we'll just sell them online. You can't uh, you can't buy them in the store anymore. 
fundamental misunderstanding of the collector's market, a foiled Charizard uh, would only sell for that much if it was first edition, which means it would have been out of print for years. They're not going to well, find that in a booster pack at Target. Let me uh, let me point out something that, uh, while you are an intelligent man, sometimes I think you forget there's a lot of really dumb people. Right. Do you know what it means to get a collector's item, a collectible graded? Kind of, only from talking to Michael all those years, who is now, he's like the in-house appraiser for this big card company. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what is your understanding of uh, grading an item? That you you take it to this place or send it, and they look at the condition. They look at the you know all the all the different. They have all these different qualitative or quantitative and qualitative things that they have to hit when they look at these cards, and then they say, "Well, this one is top of the line. I don't know what the actual and this one, you mm -hmm. know, it's worth something, but it's a little less because it." You know, see that corner? There's like a millimeter where it's bent up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, screws the pooch. Okay. So that, that's more or less my understanding, but I guess there's another step. And I don't know if this is involved in grading or if it's separate, but so on Hi-Ho, this uh, social video app that we yes. talked about, on Hi-Ho, um, some guy went on there and he was like, um, it was it was NFTs. Everybody's talking oh, about all the non-fungibles, sure. Oh, the non-stupid crap. Uh, so he was like, hey, everybody's talking about these digital collectibles that aren't real. Uh, what's your uh, most prized physical collectible? So I went in my guest room. I've got a box of old video game stuff. I have a sealed copy of the Nintendo 64 game, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Um, it was the sequel to Ocarina of Time, a little bit lesser known. Not as many copies sold, but it's a Zelda game, so it's inherently very valuable because Nintendo collectors are insane. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Nintendo just, it's like the Apple of video games. Like, okay. they just make the best stuff. So uh, I, I got this game for Christmas one year in high school, and I just never played it because I had other games to play. And I was like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Up oh, college time, up oh, adult time. Well, I'm not going to play this N64 game. So I just kind of hung on to it, knowing it'd be worth something. Anyway, uh, apparently, the shrink wrap on items, the reason I bring this up is because I posted a video. I'm showing it. This guy's like, did you get it graded? And I was like, no, I, I should get it to a collector. What he said was, Tom, I will not take Tom, $10. 10 bucks. For it. 10 bucks. Um, he said that in, uh, in an item like that that's shrink wrapped, what you need to do is get it graded. And what he said grading was, was they, they will put it in an additional kind of a shrink wrap, like a plastic box kind of thing, like some kind of additional seal to seal the original shrink. Because what can happen is just being exposed to air or anybody yeah. touching it. Yeah, the shrink wrap could just rip off. He's like, oh. you, didn't even need to, you didn't even need to pull it off. The shrink wrap could just collapse. Right. So I need to go get it graded because the, when I checked the last sold price, this game goes for three to five thousand dollars. You gotta right be now. kidding me. No, dead serious. So um Yeah, gotta you gotta get, get that, that taken care of. I gotta get that sealed up before the shrink goes. So uh yeah, and Whoa. it's funny because it jumped real fast. Like it was uh, until like 2017, it was going for like three, four, five hundred bucks, and then all of a sudden it just poof, it skyrocketed and just immediately went to like four grand and it's even even like A minus grades, like it doesn't have to be perfect, but yeah, dude. So that's my one cool wow. collectible, I guess. Now, would you would you sell it or will you keep it? I'd sell it. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Like I didn't. I didn't. 
keep it to have as a collector's item and just kept it because I, I had it and it was like right. my Bitcoin. When I bought Bitcoin, I'm like, I'll stick it around and maybe it'll get more value and maybe not. And I'll sell it if I need it. Still sell it if I need it. Did uh, did the pipeline company call you? You have expertise with uh, hostageware or ransomware. Did anybody reach out to you for your expertise on that? No, no. Which is no, why, which is why they paid. They did pay. They paid up. Which is, I mean, you got to get the you got to get the the computers back in the pipeline rolling. But man, it's between that and uh, them finding Joe Biden's Venmo within like ten minutes. I'm like, this is the, 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 the there's no security anywhere. These hackers could get to everything. Joe Biden has a Venmo. Not anymore. He did. He used it to Venmo. Uh, he made some offhand comment about Venmoing some cash to his granddaughters. And within 10 minutes, I forget. I, I want to say Reddit, but it wasn't Reddit. Um, or somebody, some, no, it was a news agency, did a quick dive and was able to find his network and everything on Venmo just from the basic security programs that are in or lack, lack of security that's in place. So um, by the next day, there was no more Joe Biden Venmo account. So his yeah. granddaughters are going to have to wait for their birthday card like everybody else. I wonder if your grandfather is the president if you get more than five bucks on your birthday. No. No, you still think you get you still think you get that five bucks? Absolutely. And you go, Graham, I'm 48. Thank you. What do I yeah, do with fun? And inflation. Did you see that uh, that survey, the questionnaire of uh, New York or New York City mayoral candidates had to guess what the average, what the median price of a apartment was? Oh, I saw that with the home in Brooklyn where they thought it was like $110,000. Yeah, yeah. For a home in Brooklyn yeah. when it's like $950,000 yeah. for the average home in Brooklyn. Andrew Yang nailed it. He gave Did the he? exact price, exact price. Oh, Yang gang. Yang gang. Very nice. That's he doesn't good. know how to buy a banana in a bodega, but the man knows real estate. Well, to be fair, banana in a bodega, great film. That's my uh, that's my next album, Banana in a it? Bodega. Yeah, it's a children's album. It's all about me buying bad produce at a corner market. I'd watch it. Would you? No. No. I don't think the kids would either. Mm -mm. Today I had to watch a uh, little engine that could. Is it? Is it? Little engine. I was yeah, you, very, oh, very confused. Oh no, engine. I was, engine. I was with like, an E N. That is. Oh, do you not, think I said engine? Yes. No. That is what I thought. No. That's. <laughs> wow. No. Please. Rewind the like, tape. I need to enunciate more. What What have we learned today that I should not mumble? <sighs> yes, little engine. Engine, yeah, like a choo-choo cool. train engine, right? Choo-choo. Mm -hmm. I think I can. I think I can. That story, you know what I mean. That one, yeah. So, why? Had, it was part of the. We were learning about. Uh, I was teaching the children today, Cody, about themes in a story, and the theme is the message and the lesson that the author wants you to learn from the story. Hmm. So we were we watched and listened to a read aloud of the little engine that could. Wow. So, and the theme there, of course, is not to give up, to believe in yourself. Sure. So that's what we were, I was teaching, I was teaching first graders about themes in literature. Close readings and literary analysis in kindergarten. Pretty advanced. First grade, first grade. These kids are, you know, they're not, they're not dorks. You know, a couple of them are, not all of them. Some of them are, you know, 
Plus, I'm trying to keep some engaged on Zoom, some engaged in the room. It's a big puppet show. Big How's crazy. That? Yeah, it's a, you know, I, anybody who thinks, anybody who's been uh, mouthing off over the last year and a half, the teachers have it easy and they don't want to work and they're so happy that the kids are on Zoom. One day, go to school for one day and try to do this. It is, and, and I, I I'm not talking about me. I take me out of the equation. I'm talking about full-time, regular, real teachers. Uh, yeah, they. This has been a nightmare, and they have they have pivoted heroically to try to get things done. And uh, man, it is like today was the biggest import because the school I'm at it's hybrid, so there's some of the kids are there in the morning, and then everybody's in. Everybody's virtual in the afternoon, but in the morning, some kids have opted to come into school and some have opted to stay home. And mostly, most of the classes I've been in, it's been small, you know, uh, a small amount are in person and then the majority are virtual. Not today. Today, the majority was in person. And then I think I only had three or four Zoomers, as we like to call them, Zoomers wow. and rumors. Right. That was what uh, that was what the first grade teacher calls the kids in the room are rumors, uh, and the ones on Zoom are Zoomers. All right. Yeah. So today I had a lot of rumors. Uh, a lot of yeah, fun. Did a lot of teachers uh, quit when they got that huge stimulus check that's going to pay their rent for the next three years? Listen, Cody. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't want to work in this country. Dude, at my party. It's a guy found 20 bucks on my back deck and he wrote an email. He took out his phone, wrote an email to his boss and said he's quitting his job. Really? Cause sure. why, why, why keep working? Why? Yeah, that's right. You just gave him, you gave him 20 bucks. That was, that's all he needs. Yeah. He's going to find, he's going to find money everywhere now. Yeah. He doesn't have to work for it. He's going to find money, 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 money. No, there, but I did see a survey that says a lot of teachers uh, will quit in the next couple of years. I think it was the next two years. So why? Uh, uh, stress, low pay, all the all the usual. The entire education system the being like entire educational system, uh, having to teach for the test, all that stuff. You know, there's a yeah. lot of uh, there's a lot of like a lot of like comprehensive, conclusive research showing that like students don't learn well in the morning. They don't cognitively function very well that early in the morning. We just do it because that's how it's always it. been done. Cause you got to get well, home and work the farm. Got, well, got to drop them off on the way to work. Right. Gotta keep, keep, keep the economy it's going. Daycare. It's keep daycare, the GDP baby up, Brian, keep the GDP up so we can drop off our kids when everyone's uncomfortable and unable to process information. Well, listen, it's a good way to run things. That's you got to get those kids in there. Yes. Wake up today. At one point they were so drowsy. Uh, at one point really? we took a little, we took a brain break and I played, this is, you'll learn about all this. I played a go noodle, which are, uh, things on YouTube, uh, that are meant to get the kids up and moving. And some are, some are obnoxious with crazy, you know, people making a fortune doing these go noodles. Uh, but some are animated. Things. So we got up just to get them up and jumping around for four minutes so that they can, you know, because one kid was falling asleep all day. He was falling grade. asleep. Yes. Sleeping uh, through most of first grade. Uh, and they're they're only there from 
8.30 to 11.30. And we don't start now with hybrid. We start at 9. So from 9 to 11.15 is when they have actual, you know, learning. And then in the afternoon, of course. But, uh, yeah, this kid, I had to keep going, hey, man, hey, wake up, wake up. And he was sitting right in front of me. So, you know, how's that for my ego? Come on, man. Trying to make this stuff fascinating. It's rough. I showed you a picture of rhubarb, my friend. We got to come on. But yeah, he was so who I don't know. I don't know if this kid slept at all last night. He could have he could have rolled into school. Uh, no, no, nothing. You know, no sleep, no breakfast. But they do get breakfast. He was on IRC all night. Wow. It's 1996. Everybody, What's IRC? Oh, it's old. I can't even. It's even but it's new. But it it's I don't know, Brian. I don't know. Is it something dirty? No. Is it drugs? It's like a chat room. Oh my gosh. I don't Message think so. Board. I don't think board. this was on an uh alt dot an alt dot something room from back in the day, back in the uh late nineties, early two thousand. Dude, I looked Dave TV up on the Apple pot the app store and i couldn't who's find dave it. tv the thing with the my pillow dude was well it was frank frank tv yeah i looked it up it didn't frank talk or something no it was, so it got do it canceled deleted Can, is there a my pillow app let's check that out no i don't know any my frank talk pillow guy app um just a paid ad for meditation and fitness app got nothing Oh, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Fine. I don't know. Listen, there's a there's a lot going on. We have uh, we didn't even say why Craig wasn't here. Let's do that before we get out of here, because quite frankly, I'm about to pass out. I think uh, it's about a 118 degrees in here. Yeah, dude, I'm and, about to get smoked out of my own. Yeah. And I gotta, you know, I gotta make water, Miss Daisy. But uh, Craig moved it. Craig, I think mo- he said he started moving into his house today. Yeah, we. Think. Uh, but it was pouring rain in Peoria. Oh, was it? So yes. So they didn't get everything in, but they got enough in. So mm-hmm. I think there. So he was he was busy all day moving, and then doing his show. But he will be back next week, and he claims that by next week he will have his uh, his new studio all set up in his house. So we'll see. I don't see that happening. That's pretty fast. It's a pretty fast turnaround. I just remembered. I meant to say. I don't know if I can do next week. Why? What's going on next week? I got the week off from work. I'm going up to Madison for a for um, Minneapolis right. for long. Well, but, maybe uh, we'll, maybe it'll just be Craig and I. Maybe it'll just be yeah. me popping in to say that uh, my partners are you know have horrible horrible uh, work ethic. Work yeah, ethic. Mike, yeah, good no. question. What about his chimney? He they uh, it all got worked out. All the repairs have been paid for. I think they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think that's all. I think it's yeah. done because it's he. The house is a done deal. They bought yeah. it, so I may be off next week. I'll we'll text. We'll yes, text we'll. We're not small talky. Just the facts. No, no, no. I I might be able to do it. The other thing is, I think uh, um, my wife's uh, got some family. Her family is going to come visit while I'm away. Uh, oh, so you're going by yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Ooh, just me. Boys weekend yeah, in Madison. Madtown, yeah, we were trying to, Madison. We were trying to figure out the logistics. And I was like, well. And she was like, well, my parents haven't seen me in a while, so maybe they could come visit. And I was like, well, it's overdue anyway. It's, you know, they get to see the kid. We don't You'll have be to, gone. You know, win, win, gone. win. 
everybody wins. <laughs> well, I'll be here for a while when they get here. So that'll be okay. cool. Uh, so I'm excited to see them. Um, but also at the same time, it just worked out really well that, uh, you know, the timing and stuff. Cause yeah, man. And I, yeah, I got, I got, I got to set it. I got to carve out. I got to carve out some time where my wife can just go gallivant somewhere in another state for like well, a week and, on her and own. Quite frankly, you need time for yourself as well. We both it's a, it's it, a two-way street, yes. Yeah, but I've I've gone up to I've gone up to see my friends a few times since the baby was born, and I think I think she's overdue for her own little sojourn. So well, actually, well, that's okay. That's not technically true. She did go to, well, she did go to see her family, but she brought the baby yeah. with. So I I gotta get I gotta get I gotta get her ticket somewhere and just push her out the door and say, "You go go sit on a beach or something while I hang out with the baby." Sure. Then call your mom, have her come down, take the baby. <laughs> I know how it works. Uh, I know how that all works. Yeah. So we'll we'll see about next week. But I'll, either right, way, I'll we'll be, uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted. Seeing the uh, wonderful in-laws and traveling. So it'll be yeah. Great. So and that's fine. You know, we all got we all got things to do. But uh, we thank you for watching and uh, for listening and for downloading. Don't forget, you can hear Cody every day on the Curiosity Daily podcast at his CuriosityDaily.com. You can hear Craig. Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on WMBD. Uh, that's 1470WMBD.com. I will be back on TMJ next weekend. You can uh, always check out the Brian Noonan Show page to find out everything that is happening uh, with this, and you can download the podcast everywhere that podcasts are downloadable. It seems like Apple takes a while because I post them the next morning, and uh, it, uh, Apple is always behind by uh, getting them up, but they do go up. So what do you know about that part? Anything? No. Nothing? All right. That's fine. Well, have a good week. You too. It's always been, it's always a pleasure. I'll let you know if uh, maybe this weekend, maybe this weekend, because it's going to be so nice. Maybe this is the weekend that I go down the uh, the pot rabbit hole. Let's I go, go chasing dude. rabbits, me and Alice with Jefferson Starship. Got to hang out soon too. So I know. Uh, listen, you're the one who's jetting off all over the place. Well, you've had some stuff. We're, we're, we all have, you know, we all have stuff. We'll plan it out. But yes, I want to see the baby again. We have beers to drink, and uh, oh, I was going to tell you, you were talking about your electric lawnmower. This will take two seconds. I was driving to pick up. Uh, we decided Saturday night we were going to treat ourselves. We we're going to get sushi. So I'm driving to get sushi, and I'm driving through a hoity-toity area in Oak Park, very hoity and very toity. Very. And I look out the window, and I see somebody has a lawn mowing. Like Roomba, there was nobody, there was no human being around, and this thing is going up and down, cutting their grass. I'm like, man, some people know how to live. Just let the robot cut the grass. Go on. And that's it. I was you like, oh, those. that's a, that's one step above Cody's uh, electric lawnmower. You can get one of those at Lowe's for like 1300 bucks. Oh, my God. They're really it's, expensive, and I don't have – I can't imagine they do a great job. No, it didn't look like it. It was just this big gray disc hovering over the grass. I was like, oh, all right. It's that's, that's on the same par of laziness as just going to Netflix and letting them pick whatever you're going to watch. Oh, God. They have that new, that, that new feature now where you just click and, oh, you don't need to make any decisions. Just sit there, blob, and we'll play whatever we think you're going to like. And chances are you'll like it. And then we'll play some more. And then we'll completely take over your life. Why All right. Not? On that happy note, I have really got to get to the bathroom. This is uh, this is insanity, and I'm going to pass get out. Bed and, have uh, a good week. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks again for watching. Uh, bye. Hydrate.